As we edge closer to the voice, uh, well, to the vote uh, coming up, we know that there has been quite a bit of sort of um, divisive uh, situations, I think you'd say, that have unfolded throughout the week. And the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, has attempted to link Anthony Albanese to those protesters who'd hurled abuse against no campaigners earlier this week, saying that the action wasn't surprising because the Prime Minister had set our country up to be divided. Now, Mr Dutton said that Australia were angry with Mr Albanese because they're being asked to vote on something that won't be designed until after the election takes place. Now, joining me on the line is the Minister for the NDIS and Government Services, Bill Shorten. Good morning to you, Bill. Good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Now, the voice vote, it is just under a month away and a lot of Territorians do still seem to be undecided as to how they're going to vote. Minister, can you just explain to Territorians how the voice is going to work if the vote gets up on October 14? Well, the referendum proposal is is straightforward. It says let's include... Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in the Constitution and let's set up an advisory committee to listen to them when we're implementing policies or proposing policies to do with Aboriginal people. That's it. Um, in terms of this argument that somehow there's all this mysterious detail uh, being hidden from people, it's rubbish. I go back to the start of the Constitution in 1900, 1901. We had a Constitution before we had a Parliament the reality is that the Constitution gives uh, uh, directions. It says what federal governments can and can't do. Uh, but then it's up to Parliament to implement the detail of it. So this argument that somehow there's some big agenda is not right. This is just a long overdue inclusion of people on the nation's birth certificate. And the Parliament, all of the political parties, the CLP, LNP and Labor and everyone else, will work out in Parliament how we implement it, but the principle is let's listen to people before we do things to them. There are plenty of people who listen to the show who don't feel as though the voice is going to make a difference on the ground in a place like the Northern Territory where we've already had uh, land councils, we've already got land councils, we've got three incredibly strong Aboriginal Territorian voices as well in Federal Parliament. Mm. They're concerned it's going to be another representative body which doesn't practically help those people who truly need it well i want to reassure people first of all i think the very fact that there are land councils shows that there is sense in talking to people before you do things to them um and i think the fact that we have indigenous members in parliament shows the parliament's going to be sovereign but let's go back to the status quo at the moment we're not getting it right you just have to look at parts of alice springs and all over the territory we can do things better. Golden rule is ask people about what you're doing before you do it to them. So practical benefits will be when we roll out housing policies, talk to Indigenous communities. When we roll out um, health for you know young Aboriginal babies and screening, let's talk to families to see the best way we can make sure that they access that. The idea of asking people uh, uh, about whom policies are being made, what they think, what's the best way to do it, to me, is very um, minimalist, actually. It's just common sense. 
Now, I know the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, earlier this week attempted to link Anthony Albanese to protesters who'd hurled abuse against no campaigners, saying that the action wasn't surprising because the Prime Minister had set our country up to be divided. Is that what the Prime Minister's done here? No, not at all. But first of all, I should say, people on either side, and there's always, and I reckon every Territorian will agree with this, whenever you're talking about things, there's always a few idiots on each point of view who give the general case a bad name, but it's not actually the truth for most people. So no one's got any time for abuse from the Prime Minister and myself to anyone else. Uh, but in terms of saying that we put our First Nations people on the nation, modern Australia's birth certificates divisive, no, it's not. I mean, this was the argument uh, somehow that we're... This is an argument which in drag essentially says, oh, Aboriginal people are getting something special that no one else has. And they're, um, and somehow if we give an advisory committee a place in the constitution, everyone else is losing something. The truth of the matter is Aboriginal people don't start life equally in Australia. And that doesn't go down to individuals or their merit. It's just the facts. A young Aboriginal man's more likely to go to jail than to university. Uh, life expectancy is lower. So if we know that we've got a group of people who've had continuous connection for 65,000 years, and we know that what we've been doing in modern Australian history uh, has had a fair number of failures. I think the proposal that we just put them on the nation's birth certificate and set up an advisory committee that we so that we listen to them, um, I just think it's sensible. We're not you and I, Katie, don't lose anything if we make sure we've got a process to talk properly to Aboriginal Australians. We don't go backwards, and the idea that somehow people who start with a greater disadvantage in life, giving them a hand up is uh, somehow giving them something special. That's not right. Bill, I guess one of the biggest concerns for me is that I actually can see here in the Northern Territory we have got a lot of issues that we need to work through and and we've got a population of more than 30% Indigenous Territorians yet we aren't going to have a greater representation, you know, when if the voice does get up when I actually think that, you know, here in the Territory we're right at the fore where we do need to be um, greatly represented. Isn't it the case, though, that some Territorians want statehood because they feel that being a Territory doesn't give them a proper voice? And yet, ironically, the LNP would argue that um, Aboriginal people, who arguably don't have the same voice because the results show they don't, somehow that is objectionable. But the reality is not all of us start life equally. And not every part of Australia uh, has the same equal starting point. When you live in the big cities of Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane and Perth, we get access to things that other people don't. So we do take remedial action to try and help parts of Australia who don't get the same fair go. And this, talking about Aboriginal Australians, they, the fact of the matter is that they don't start life with the same fair go. Now, you can go to all the reasons why, but one of the things that certainly happens is we've tended over time to do things to Aboriginal people and for Aboriginal people, but not with them. That's Bill, the proposition. Bill, we are going to. We're running out of time, and the chief minister yeah, no, is um, just yeah, trying to call chief. through. Yeah, but I want to ask you finally this morning. We know that there's been an increase for people on Centrelink this week. As of yesterday, as I understand it, some yep. Aussies are going to yep. be getting uh, an increase to their payments. Who's getting this increase, and how much? Okay, um, people on Job Seeker, 
parenting payment partner and payments for younger people like youth allowance, or study, and the disability support pension for under 21s, they're getting an increase of 40% plus a CPI increase. And rental assistance is going uh, up to 15%, uh, up by 15%. And single parent, if you've got a child who's 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 or 14, you'll be able to get parenting payments where it used to cut out at eight. And this is just coming into people's payments. They don't need to write 21 or do anything. It's just happening. Well, Bill Shorten, no doubt we'll talk to you again very soon. Always appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on this morning. Cheerio. Thank you Thank very much. You.